Welcome back. Season two, episode three of the Better Than the League podcast. I'm your host, Tom Carter, and I'll be joined alongside Dave Shrimpson Schwem and Michael Buckhead Gustin. So let's start early with the week seven recap. We'll go with my darling, the Motor Butters, once again, victorious over the boys to men, 178.82 to 139.14. You have the Dub C Dukies winning a close battle against the Frankfurt Folk, 121.42 to 110.04. Next, the hotter than hell, Sons of Krypton, with a big victory over the Cincinnati Swolstice, 163.86 to 110.16. The Nukes win an ugly matchup against one of my co-hosts, the Schultz Bitch, 116.88, 111.04. The Cobra Kai keep proving me wrong once again, victorious two-game win streak as they win over the Burroughs Show Pigs, 140.04 to 122.40. And last, the Augusta Nationals, victorious over the Boston Bay Belugas, 127.86, 116.04. So first thing I want to talk about are the teams on the move. We got two teams in this league that are on the move. We got the Naples Nighthawks relocating to the Augusta Nationals. And we have the Savannah Sons of Krypton moving to Nashville and keeping their name as the Nashville Sons of Krypton. Luckily, we have a very creative person on here, Shrimpson, and he's going to break down both names and give us his opinion on the new name changes. So when I'm going through and giving a rating on these, I guess we'll give a little baseline to it. I'm taking in the creativity factor, and I'm also going to be looking at the region on where they are, too, and see if that name actually makes sense. So I'm going to give this each score on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest or most creative and, and best for that location. Going with Gruber, with the change, we're going with the Augusta Nationals. You got to like the region picked there with the Nationals, with the golf course. I think that makes a lot of sense. So you're going to get high points on, on the region score. Now with the creativity, now if this we're kind of lacking here a little bit. If this was going to be an actual sports team, I would love it. But this isn't actual sports. This is fantasy. So I'm going to have to ding you a little bit there. So on the overall score, I'll give you a solid 5.8 out of 10. Could have looked for a little bit more creativity out of the out of you, Gruber. Now, Ben, like the move out of Savannah to Nashville, getting a little bit closer to Cincinnati. Good move there. You get basically a negative four for not going with an alliteration. So that's you're going to get major points off of that. I like the Sons of Krypton. That's always going to be good with whatever city you're in. Don't really get the comparison between Nashville and Superman. So I'm not sure if I really like that one. But overall, Superman, can't really go wrong with naming your team anything along those lines. So with the Nashville Sons of Krypton, I'm going to give you a 4.2 out of 10. Very well done, Dave. One thing to note Superman is from Cleveland. So maybe if someone moved to Cleveland, they could kind of take the Sons of Krypton away from Ben and actually have a reason for it. So great analysis on the two team names and congrats to both teams. I'm happy for you guys on your move to your new journeys. And Ben, it's going to be good to have you four and a half instead of 10 and a half. So glad to have you closer. 
So you guys know me. I am a numbers guy, a nerd, I know. But I love breaking down things further than the box score. And one thing that I've taken passion in because of my record and my points scored is strength of schedule. You can look at points for and points against, but you can actually break it down week by week to see, hey, maybe you face an opponent that was overachieving or underachieving that week and kind of see how lucky or unlucky you got with how the schedule came out. So Dave here is going to guess the two hardest and two lowest, and I'll kind of explain why they are the hardest or lowest. Schedules, but we're going to start with the two hardest. So, Dave, give it your best shot. So, I know Sleeper has kind of knocked this team for a couple of weeks, saying that they're the worst GM of the week. But I actually think the Sons of Krypton are probably going to have one of the most difficult schedules. And for the second team, I'm going to go with Schultz's Bitch. So, with those two teams, Schultz Bitch had the second hardest matchup of the season, week one, when they faced his master, boys to men, as he put up his season high. But Michael has faced five of the last six games, and these teams have been underperforming. Each of those five teams have scored less than our average. So Michael does not make the cut. And with Ben, Ben is, if this was three teams, Ben would be in the top three, but he is not in this case because... One of his victories came against a team that was underperforming and maybe he wouldn't have won otherwise. So, but other than that, Ben has faced five of his seven teams have been overachieving. Uh, he's faced a couple of teams that have had their highest score of the season against him. So he is definitely there. But my two teams are the Burrow LG Show Pigs and then myself. Obviously, we're last in overall standings, which is ultimately what matters. But the Burrow Show picks, every opponent has scored 130. And no other opponent has done that besides the Cincinnati Swolsis. They also have all above 130. And you compare the LG Show picks, or just the Burrow Show picks, my apologies, to other schedules, they would have an even or a positive record. So brutal schedule for show picks. And then myself, I have two wins and they've happened to be when I score more than anyone in the league. So I could have faced anyone, but other than that, every team gives me their a game and I'm struggling to keep up. So those are the two hardest. Now two easiest Dave, give it your best shot. Two easiest. I'm going to go with the Cobra Kai. And the second team with the name change, the Augusta Nationals. So the Augusta Nationals, overall, they have had the easiest schedule because they have faced the teams that scored the least. Now, they did face me when I scored the league record, 239 points. But overall, he's just faced lower scores. But he actually, I'd grant him, if there was three teams, he'd be the third, but he's actually not included and then the Cobra Kai have faced some good opponents and some bad opponents. They've gotten the mix of both, kind of like a roller coaster. So I wouldn't say that they would be on the easiest schedule, but they've had some easier matchups, that's for sure. The two easiest to me are the Frankfurt Folk and the Dub C Dukies. And there's two reasons. One, I'm going with how much the teams that they went against underperformed. And two, 
how many teams underperformed or the worst underperforming teams in the league. They face the easiest opponents when they're underperforming. And when they face the best opponents, they've also underperformed. So the Frankfurt folk have an easier schedule. And then the Dubsy Dukies have faced more underperforming teams than anyone. They lead the league. Six of their seven matchups have been underperforming, with the one being his amazing victory over the Savannah, now Nashville, Sons of Krypton. But other games outside of that one, all the teams were underperforming. So just makes it easy on them that they don't have to perform at an A game and still get a win. Jake and the Burrow show pigs would be five and two with max schedule. Cincinnati Swolstis, who are set at two and five, would be six and one with max schedule. So that's kind of how I broke down those two easiest teams. So I apologize for the long wait. We all know why you're on here. You're here for Michael's breakdowns. We got Michael on the podcast today, and he's ready to break down the week eight matchups and give you his thoughts. So, Michael, the floor is yours. Let's hear it. Fellas, great to be here. And, Tommy, your point, uh, talking about uh, making teams uh, underachieve, that's my goal. I don't want them to overachieve every week. Obviously, I had to see Tommy Schultz kick my ass the first week. And I said, let's make some adjustments. So, I made some adjustments. Last week, I underperformed because I had about uh, four or five players on the uh, the old buy by cop, what'd you guys call that? Can you, uh, I, I can't say it. I just can't. By apocalypse. There you go. There you go. That, that thing. So, uh, tough, tough week, but, uh, getting some players back. So we're going to get into those picks. So, uh, what, what game you want first, Tom? You, you tell me. I want to hear about our matchup between Dave and myself. We got two to three co-hosts duking it out for the first time this season. Dave's getting well, some players back. We want to start off hot like that. That's what how we do with things with Michael coming in hot. I like it. Oh man, we'll 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 start with this game. And and I I looked at this game uh, on just on yesterday, and uh, I saw it was ninety nine percent to one. And I Dave, I got to give you credit. Uh, subbing in some players to at least get it to twenty six percent. This this is kind of like one of those. Those cupcake games at the beginning of the season when Arkansas Pine Pine Bluff or Canisius travels to to Alabama and they're just trying to get a victory here and and within ten snaps it's twenty one to nothing and you're like let's let's start the bus I mean Dave uh, you, you throw some guys in here but I just think I, I look at Tommy's matchups and. Uh, there's a lot of green, and then there's one guy that's red. It's Aaron Rodgers, and I scratch my head and say, Aaron Rodgers is a six and a half point dog to the Cardinals. That scares me because that man, I know he doesn't have Devonte Adams. He's going to come out with a vengeance to try to give the Cardinals the first loss of the season. So uh, it's going to be tough for you, Dave. I think this is going to be a game where Tommy might put up 180, and he's going to take this by a 50-point margin, I think, in this one. Sorry, Dave. I mean, you've had a hell of a year thus far, but Tommy's really performed uh, and then came up on the losing end. I think he finally gets his third victory here in this one. All right. I, I, I got to respect that breakdown. I'll give you another small school, Appalachian State. Yes. Remember a few years ago when they beat the shit out of Michigan? 
That's they what sure I'm did this week. That, that's well, what I'm feeling. I'm feeling. I like, like a to see the small schools here. win. I, I, have no, I do too. No, you, and I, hey, I'm feeling like this is the week for it to happen. Hey, I love I love being the underdog. You pick yourself, no problem with that. But uh, I just feel I like mean, uh, I never said I was going to pick myself. I'm losing by 45 this week. <laughs> Look, Saquon's back. Judy's back. This roster, eight out of the nine guys that you wanted to start at the beginning are starting this week. And Matt Ryan is actually starting to heat up a little bit. This is a trap game, 100%, even though I have the worst record compared to two of us. There's a very good chance. And we just talked I mean, about I, me having the hardest schedule. Everyone plays above their expectations against me. So I expect great things out of you this week. Well, I don't know. It's getting colder out here in Boston. Whales don't swim well in the cold. I think the Belugas are going to freeze a bit. The one thing with that, out of those two players, out of Jerry Judy and Saquon Barkley, the combined two of them have two good ankles together. So I'm not liking the chances. All right, Michael, who's next? All right. Well, uh, let's move on down. Here we go. Let's go to the, you know, the, the, the team with the new name, uh, uh, one of the new names, at least, the, you know, the Nashville Sons of Krypton. And if I'm going to give that, I mean, Ben, you're better than that. It's like a 2.69. Brutal, brutal. But, uh, uh, you know, breaking down this matchup, as, as we take a look at it, we got Superman Ben. I think he's just going to just pretty much throw that soldier boy all over. Then boys to men. It's over. It's over. He's going he's gonna to go the throwback here and get it done this week. I'd uh, look at the quarterback matchup. I like Kirk Cousins to get some points. Obviously, Tom Brady, he's going to get his fair share of points. He's pretty much the best fantasy quarterback in, um, in the game and uh, the amount of uh, guys he has to throw the ball to. So I, I feel like that's a wash. Derrick Henry, um, Indianapolis division game. Boys to men still has Darius Johnson, and he's he's banking that he's going to get seven point six three against Pittsburgh. I have, have a hard time believing that's gonna that's gonna happen. And uh, the, the one thing that uh, as I go down the list, I look and I see some guy named T Johnson starting against the Cincinnati Bengals, and he's projected seven point one eight. You might as well throw that out the window. That guy's getting probably negative points against Larry Ogunjobi and DJ Reader on the inside. You're not going to be able to rush the ball with the backup running back against those guys. Unless there's garbage time, you might be able to. So, Tommy, it, uh, you had a great start. You kicked my ass, but you're staring at the door of three and five because Savannah, Sons of Krypton, are coming back and they're going to get even. They're too good of a roster not to. If the Nashville Sons of Krypton were called the Nashville Cletus, Michael might give it a 10 out of 10. So maybe think about that next time, Ben, when you're trying to please the audience. Think about Michael and his creative team names. I'm going with the Nashville Sons of Krypton. Dearness, I love Dearness. He's the GOAT, best running back of all time. FedEx, ground, player of the week. But they already talked about Chubb is going to get his carries. Majority of the carries, that is. And Dearness is not a receiving back. And this team is just crumbling. The age is just crumbling this team. And Tom can't carry them forever. So, Nashville Sons of Krypton. Yeah, I got, I got to go with the two of you guys on this one as well. 
Both of you hit it spot on. Going with the Sons of Krypton winning this one, 142-138. All right. So we'll uh, flip it on to, to a game, which I think you just put this one in a blender and you see what the hell comes out, just like you're throwing a bunch of ingredients in. And, and I know that uh, the records are lopsided. You look at the couch crew, they're just uh, sitting on the couch eating their Cheetos and they're five and two. And then the Burroughs show pigs on the other hand are, are really trying to do some things. And uh, but one in six have been there, Jake, uh, keep your head up. But uh, I, I look down the roster. I'm going through this game. I really don't know what to do. Um, but I look at one side, they've got one stealer. The other side's got one stealer, but the one team has Rob Gronkowski. He's kind of a cool dude. So not much of a breakdown on this one because it's it's a crapshoot. And the show pigs, they always find a way. They're going to find a way. They can't go one and seven. Show pigs win the game. Yeah, one and seven for the show pigs just does not seem right at all. Chubb coming back this week, goes full Chubb, brings him to a victory. Burrow show pigs make it out two and six. They're winning this one, 158 to 120. Big, 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 big win for the, uh, the show picks. I have to look at the running backs, and I think that that's going to be the sway here because both wide receiver cores are underperforming. Robert Woods, I mean, that was a good trade, but still not getting what Cup gets. And Antonio Brown's doubtful. Mo Ali Cox, we don't know about Waller. A lot of red, though, for Jake, so I think this is going to be another low-scoring game, and it might pad the easy schedule for the Dubsy Dukies. I'm going to go with the Dubsy Dukies winning this one. I think they're going to claw this one out, and Jake's going to focus on that number one overall pick. All right, moving on, we've got the Gem City Ganugas and the Cincinnati Cobra Kai. Gem City, they're scrapping and finding a way that uh, Michael Pittman had a Big last leg to win that crap shoot of game we played last week. And he's got some really favorable matchups this week. And you look and there's just kind of a sea of green going down on the side for, for Logan. Uh, I think it's going to come down to um, what kind of game are we going to get out of Kyler Murray um, with, with AJ green is AJ green going to have a big game against the green Bay Packers to get him off to, to a good start and, I mean, I could see that being a high-scoring game. So that's why Jared Goff, Kyler Murray, Goff is just just not just not the same anymore as he was and and against the for the Rams. And I see Logan uh, potentially putting up similar to what he did last week. But Brett is due, I think, for a big week. Even though it doesn't say it on the right side, I think uh, he's going to have a big week. Um, and Waddle's going to continue to get better. Thielen is just Adam Thielen. He finds a way to score. So I'm going to say Brett wins this one by about 15 to 20 points. I talk shit about Brett all the time. And every time I do, he makes me look stupid. He's going to get his third straight victory after I was saying on the last pod that he should sell because he's starting AJ Green and Adam fucking Thielen. Logan's got the worst running back room in the league. It is atrocious. Hopefully those wide receivers can kind of offset that, but I'm going with the Cobra Kai three straight. 
Yeah, so just like you talking shit about the Cobra Kai, I always hype up the Ganuganugas. My brain on this one is telling me the Cobra Kai. My heart's telling me the Ganugas. Like you guys said, the quarterback matchup, that's just going to be lopsided in Brett's favor. And the running backs for the Nugs, are, that's a tough one to, to look beside each other and, and see what your RB1 and RB2 are. But, guys, as always, I'm going with my heart on this one. Nugs pulling out a bit of an upset, winning this one 131 to 128. Close matchup. Well, boys, that leaves us with one. And um, that's my roommate. Going up against the new team, we've got uh, Gruber with the the Augusta Nationals. I don't even know why we even pick, because I've never seen a roster so damn stacked in my life than Eric's team. It, it's just, you look down the roster, I mean, I'd, I'd kill to have James Robinson as my RB2, and he's down there flexing it out. <sighs> uh, Gruber, you know what? you finally figured it out. You're starting CJ Uzama. You know, that's, that's great. That's great. You're finally starting him. And I understand you're starting Matt Stafford over, over uh, Joe Burrow, but you've left so many points on your bench, keeping CJ out and uh, you're going to put him in this week. And he's probably going to be pulled after the third quarter against the jets. So you're not going to stop the motor boaters that this is one of the best teams I've ever seen in this league from top to bottom. And they are going to roll on, probably put up 160, which is, you know, pretty low for them. Beat you by 40. Sorry, Gruber, but you're going down again. Motor motors are just an utter buzzsaw this year. It is scary every single time we go through this. Gruber, I'm glad you're able to win our matchup next week to take you to a two-week win streak. Unfortunately, that streak ends for you, and that's just because of the matchup. I'm going going with the motor voters big. I think they drop 185 to 147. Until the motor voters lose, I predicted them to win. Motor voters went big. Gruber, back to four and four. It, and then back to the point, boys. It's like you look at this and uh, it's got Tyler Lockett. Most people would love to have him or even Callaway. And they're just in Devonte Parker. They're just chilling on Eric's bench. That, yeah, Eric's bench would have beat my starters the past like three weeks. It's 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 a crazy team that this man's built, and uh, one of the best. And if he doesn't win this championship, I don't know what happened. There's only a couple teams that I feel that can compete with him at a high level. I'd say. His roommate, I would say my prediction for the Justice League champion, the Nashville Sons of Krypton, and possibly myself if I can get there, but I probably won't. So I think the only team that beat him is from the Justice League division. So Superman, help us out. And hell, better freeze over that day too. We'll need it. Well, gentlemen, what a podcast. Glad to have you on, Michael. Dave, as always, always a pleasure. And Dave, you have one more thing to say? Don't we have to go through Michael's matchup? Ah, I almost did it back-to-back weeks. Oh. He almost went back-to-back. Hey, there was a long pause. You know, I, I had a feeling I was looking at it. I was like, did we hit the end? 
Didn't realize Michael skipped his own game. He was so. just building the anticipation. That's all he was doing. I just want to hear what you gentlemen have to say. Okay. Okay. Dave, you go ahead. You go first. Oh, King Thurmson. Go ahead, right. Kamish. Well, Schultz bitch. This roster is so frustrating to me because there's so much talent and you just haven't put it together on a week-by-week basis. But here's the positive note for you. You were not good last week. You know that. I know that. We all know that. But, like I just said, you're a roller coaster. So, you're on the up and up. And I think Patrick Mahomes comes back firing this week. And you get your your boy Dalvin Cook back. James Conner, you know he's going to be good for 10 carries, 29 yards, and two touchdowns. And you have some favorable matchups on the flex and by receivers. When I look at Frankfurt Folk, the flex positions are just so brutal to me. Besides, obviously, Keenan Allen. I think that your consistency over from top to bottom, I think that is the key to this victory here for you. So you go to 5-3 and three and retain ownership of the Justice League division lead. Yeah, so for this matchup, I'm kind of looking at two players for Eric here. I really want to see what type of production we get out of Taylor and see if he gets some high usage rates. And then as well as Chris Godwin with Brown being out, we might see Godwin's numbers go up a bit. That might be able to help compensate for those those weak flex spots. But Tommy, I'm with you. I think Patty Mahomes comes out pissed off off of his performance this entire year. That could set up extremely well for a scary week for Michael. Um, I do like the matchups outside of that. I think they are more favorable for Michael for this week. And top to bottom in that starting roster, as we kind of mentioned, I just like that roster a little bit better. So I think this week, I know Eric, as we mentioned, was kind of had some of the weaker teams. I think this is a strong, strong week for him in this matchup. And I think this is end up actually being a pretty close game. But in the end, I'm going to go with Michael. You're going to pull this one out. I'm going 148 to 132. Well, boys, I, I appreciate the confidence. And, and, and last week, uh, I was missing my big three um, besides Patrick Mahomes, Dalvin Cook, missing Diggs, um, being out, and, and, and Mahomes putting up seven points, which is unheard of. And and that was the difference in the ball game between Logan and I in that low scoring affair. He just puts up a 15 to 20, which would be terrible for him. I, I win the game with flying colors. So I think Mahomes against the New York Giants, that's going to be a big, uh, you know, a big play for me. But Dak Prescott coming off that ankle injury, he's playing very well too. So I think he's going to get some points out of the quarterback spot. I just, uh, Jonathan Taylor, what kind of game is he going against Tennessee and Mike Vrabel's defense, which is uh, picking it up of late. Um, so I, I worry about Taylor maybe having a stinker um, for uh, Eric's side of things. But as you go down, Mike Evans has been producing. Noah Fant's been there. Williams against, uh, it looks like he's going to be the starter. I got the starter in Kansas City. Kenny Galladay comes back. Again, T. Higgins against Melvin Gordon and just the flex players, as as he alluded to, besides Keenan Allen, which uh, which uh, I just think it's it's going to be close, closer than like you, like, like you guys said, it's going to be a close game. 
more more so than what the prediction says. But um, I think I pulled this one out because, as Tommy said, my team likes to go on a roller coaster ride, and looks like we're going back up the hill. Now are we good? Are we done? I think we're done. Okay. Because unless I'll we're learn. picking the Steelers Browns game, uh, Browns win by hundred. Yeah. End of that. We don't have to talk about that. That's not even a game. That's a bye week for the Browns. It's honestly a bye week. Steelers are trash. Big Ben needs to retire. Actually, no. Big Ben plays for as long as you want. Keep playing, no, baby. No, I, Big Ben needs to retire. No. No, he 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 needs to go. I wouldn't mind that. I would. I got his backup just silently waiting on my bench. Because uh, I watched him throw a ball right into Logan Wilson's 5-5. That was the most pitiful throw I've ever seen until I realized, wait a second, didn't I watch the playoff game where he threw similar interceptions? So as yeah, long as he keeps to, uh, us. To a guy named Gustin, actually. Uh, you Porter know, Gustin. Nice catch. <laughs> yeah. Nice catch. A defensive lineman's picking off Ben Roethlisberger, who's not even on the active roster for the Browns this year. So, Damn shame. Damn shame. Well, gentlemen, episode three in the books. Can't wait for episode four.